put the words reformed burglar into a search engine and see what you come up with. What's it going to come up with? You know what it's going to come up with. Your name? Yeah, my name. And do you know why, Joanne? Why are you reformed burglar? Do you know why I am top of the list when you put reformed burglar? And, well, I, I don't know if this is in, if Americans are doing this. Maybe there's someone bigger than me in America. But mm-hmm. if you did it in the UK, it's my name's at top. Go on, and, tell us. Well, because, Joanne, I'm a liar. Welcome, Welcome to, to One Life, life wing, wing It. This, this is the theme and we sing it. it. In, in this here world that's so hectic, it's a podcast that's ever so eclectic. I'm a liar. I, I deceive people, or I have deceived people in the past. And it's kind of, that's the reason, really. I, I can't, can't think of anything else to tell you, really. Well, you're going to tell us about a lie then, obviously, aren't you? I am going to tell you about a, a lie that became a massive lie. It was only a little lie to begin with. Yeah, and then it grew and grew. And it grew and grew and grew, and it became unmanageable, really. Um, it all started when I, I wrote a show, a play called Thick as Thieves. Some of you might be lucky enough to see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was first performed, actually, in my living room in Netherfield in Nottingham. Brilliant. Uh, about, oh gosh, some years ago now, 2001, something Fucking like that. So, so, so 14 years ago. Oh, God, God. No, I don't look good on it. <laughs> no, so we performed it in my living room, and and the play was quite good. And then we we decided that we were going to go to the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, we talked about the festival in the in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, and that and that actually was the story of us and Thicker Steves. So it, I don't know if you know this about the festival. There are thousands, literally thousands of acts trying to get some attention. And everyone spends a lot of money at trying to get people to come and see their show. So they do publicity stunts. You might remember uh, Aaron Barshak. Do you remember Aaron Barshak? Vaguely. I bet you don't. You'll know him when I tell you the story of what he did. Aaron Barshak was a comedian, stand-up comedian. Yeah. And he needed some publicity. So he decided to gatecrash Prince William's 21st yes. birthday yeah, 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 party. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he got into, I think it was Buckingham Palace. Yeah, it or, was. Was it, was it Buckingham sure, Palace it or was. Windsor? Anyway, it was a palace. And he walked straight through. He was dressed as Bin Laden. Yeah. Of all things, he was dressed up as Bin Laden. And he walked straight past security and ended up uh, in the party. Well, we needed something like that, really, I suppose. I mean, Aaron Barshak, I think, wasted his publicity because he was. We were on at the same time in Edinburgh. Where in the you? Same, was it that year? We were in the same year uh, and we were in the same venues, the underbelly, and he was his show was on at exactly the same time as ours. So the first day we. Well, every day, actually, every day for the whole month, we used to sit. In the dressing room, I say I use that term loosely. If you've ever been to the Edinburgh Festival, with Aaron Barshak, and the the first, he's just about sold out really because everybody wanted to come and see Aaron Barshak's show because they they assumed that they were going to get this amazing story about how he duped the British Secret Service, really. Yeah, yeah, the British Secret Service, and um, 
it was rubbish and panned, and then no one turned up. <laughs> uh, so he didn't have he didn't have what it took to carry on with the with his career. Because if he if he'd have come up with the goods, yeah, he'd have done really well because he he'd have got an audience. Anyway, this takes us back to Thick as Thieves. So we're thinking, Dan and I. This is the actor that yeah. I was in the play with. Dan, we're thinking, how are we going to get some publicity? And I came up with the idea. I was going to say ingenious then, but I, I stopped myself. I came up with the idea of telling the world that I was an ex-burglar because the play was about two burglars. So I decided to tell the world that I was an ex-burglar and I had written this play about my experiences. And you can see the headlines, can't you? Ex-con steals the show or, you know what I mean? Ex-burglar writes his memoir. Comes good. Yeah. So I did a press release and I sent it on, you know, to local newspaper. Yeah. They picked it up, they, they did the story, which is all right, but that's no good to me because that was Nottingham and I needed Edinburgh papers. Not not one Edinburgh paper picked it up. Not one national newspaper picked it up, nothing. And I almost forgot about it. And then I got a phone call from BBC Radio 4 and a, a, a programme that was fronted by uh, the legendary John Peel called Home Truths. So was this a fair time after? This is probably... I probably sent the um, Edinburgh's in August. It's the whole yeah, of August, yeah. so I'd probably sent this out in I don't know June, late June. Yeah, yeah, because because publicity's starting already. Yeah, you've and, got to build. Yeah, yeah, and people like the Guardian, they're always they're they're going. Oh, you must see this show. You must see this show. Even now, even in June and July, they're they're telling you what, what you should be booking for. So uh, I got a phone call from the BBC, and they said, "Oh, we've just had this. Pr- we've just had this uh, press release." Um, we're really interested in this story. John's really interested. He thinks it's great that, you know, and they started asking me some questions. And and, and quick as a flash, I kind of made this story up as as I stood there and I was thinking, oh, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And I told them that, uh, yeah, I, I was an ex-burglar and, and what I did what as a burglar. S- what do you say you did? I, t- I told them that I'd broke into this house, this old man's house. Yeah. This is one of my ventures. And there was, he was in bed. I, t- I told I told them that I'd stood next to someone in their bed, what you know, whilst burgling them, and uh, and and then I, I met someone who saved my life. Really, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a woman, uh, and uh, and she talked me into going into I drama life of crime, yeah. and into drama, and and then I went to drama school, and so I dropped that. And and yeah. if it wasn't for her and my mum as well, I, I mentioned my mum because yeah. my mum. She made me join uh, an operatic society, and uh, they went, "Oh yeah, we're interested." So um, they said, "Okay, okay, can you get to Nottingham BBC Nottingham Studios?" I said, "Yeah, of course you can," and, and I turned up. And John, I was talking to John Peel. I mean, I mean, I feel I feel bad now because you know, because he's, he's not with us anymore. Yeah, he's not with us anymore. You know, but I don't know. I, I do feel guilty because it because it, it's. John Peel, isn't it? He's legendary. No, but I think he'd have liked the story even better if he'd known you'd made it up. Yeah, maybe. I think he would. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I suppose some oik from off the yeah, street yeah. who comes up with a tale. And, uh, you know, they were getting a good story out of it and they didn't know it was not true. And it could have been quite easily true, couldn't it? So I did this story and I told it and I really, really, you know, I wrote the story. I, I, I decided on characters and everything. You know, I, I properly formulated <laughs> this story. 
And uh, I told it, and I thought, well, that's great. You know, that's good, because Radio 4 listeners, I'm sure they'll be coming to the festival. And I put a little plug in the thing, you know, about going to Edinburgh and stuff, and... um, that was it. So that was John Peel in the studio? Then? No, he was in the studio in London. It oh, was down the right. line. Right, you know, right, right. That's what they do, down the line. Oh, it would have been great to meet him in person. I know it would, it? but, you know, that would have been even worse, really, because then I'd have met him, shook his hand and then lied and to then him. And then lied to him. <laughs> face to face. Looking him in the eye. Yeah, and he'd have probably worked it out, uh, knowing him. Anyway, so I tell this story, nothing happens. Nothing. You know, it, it, was on, it goes on the radio, and it's in the middle of summer, and, you know, everyone's on holiday. Yeah. And we go up to Edinburgh, yeah, and we start our show, and we, we do, we're doing a normal publicity, although we did yeah. come up with the Chalked Out Man, uh, which was which was great yeah, publicity. Yeah, that was good. And we just carried on, really, until about midway through the festival, when I got a phone call off um, somebody who works for a very massive and I'm not going to mention the name because I might get into trouble. Okay. Insurance company. Okay. A massive insurance company. Um, and they, he said to me, oh, we heard you on Home Truths. We thought it was fantastic. And I went, oh, great, yeah. And you're a burglar? I said, yeah. So, well, I don't know how to say this, he said, but we've got this idea. Uh, we're, we're doing this summer campaign about keeping your house safe. <laughs> while you go on your holidays and we we thought why don't we get a real burglar in and let them uh, yeah tell, tell us their tricks yeah, yeah tell them how to keep the house safe you know with a real burglar you know and and, and he said it'd be great for us because you know we'll get lots of publicity you know because we're employing a burglar and stuff and I said oh well uh, um, yeah you know what I mean <laughs> I didn't know what to say and, and, then, and then he said we'll pay you of course and I went yeah of course I will <laughs> So I said, how much? And he told me a figure, and I put me, that's how many, thousands. Right, okay, brilliant. So quite a lot of money. And then they organised this press campaign around me being an (laughs) ex-burglar. And and they said, you'll have to come down to London for two days. And what we're going to do, we're going to do this press release, and we've done some stats about, uh, I I don't know how they do it. I mean, this is a proper, proper PR Company. Yeah, loads of money thrown I mean? at it. And yeah. I was staying in some swanky hotel in London, <laughs> you know, as as a week, right? <laughs> and they'd hired a studio that I was to sit in all day long, yeah? And every single, just about every single local radio station in the UK I must have spoken to, they'd come down the line to me and I'd go, they'd go, hello, Mark, yeah, how are you? Yeah, Can you tell us about your story then. And, and you're a burglar. And some of them are really boring, and you know, like, and I was on like BBC Dorset. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, independent radio stations, all sorts. And, and it just like, all day long, Went I was bang, 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 telling the story. And the, the more I told the story, the more I started to believe in this story. And I was making things up and I was making it more yeah. exciting. And I was adding people and adding things and just doing you know the, the, you know it's like anything yeah, the more yeah, yeah. times you perform a story the bigger the more you embellish it yeah. and the more you love it so I'm telling this story and telling this story and telling this story and, um, and by the end of the day the BBC had got got wind of it and and TVAM had got wind of it <laughs> so I, I did I did a, a local new piece for BB, local BBC news and then uh, TVM said, "Oh, is it is it possible for you to get up the next day and and do a piece in a in this house 
you know, to camera, you know what I mean, as the <laughs> presenter. And I'm and I'm going, oh, I don't, I'm going, people are going to see my face now. Yeah, so yeah. So all they've heard is my voice, and that's all right, isn't it? I mean, hearing your yeah, voice. Yeah, you're, you're anonymized, really, aren't you? And you, yeah. Well, that, to a level, you definitely yeah, are. And, and I was never on anything like, anything where I lived in Nottingham. I was never on the BBC in Nottingham. Yeah. At that point, I wasn't, you know, I didn't do anything, you know, Apart from Radio 4, which was broadcasting. So did they just want you to tell the story? Did they not want you to start talking about how to protect the houses and stuff? Yeah, that's... So the, how the, did you get that information? I, I just, I, I'd be like that. Well, remember to lock your door before you go to work. Well, that's all it was. That's <laughs> was all it, it was. I went on the I went on the, online to the yeah. police website, <laughs> www.policekeepyourhousesafe website, and I just wrote down all these things, you know, don't, don't like, and it was ridiculous. It was things like, don't leave a ladder up against your house. <laughs> no, it really was. And and, and I, um, so I just copied those out or memorised them. And, you know, it was things like, it, it was really things like that, you know, if you've got vulnerable windows that, that are on a, uh, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, with a roof low, that With you a can, roof that yeah, you could yeah. walk onto or, or just, just things, you know, just, you know, just things, just I, I can't even remember. I can't remember them now. Or, well, or if you've got a window with a with with a drain pipe or something like that. Yeah. Don't leave ladders. Don't leave ladders. You know, lock your ladders up because the thieves will pick the ladders up. Anyway, just use them. Yeah. I can't well, believe you're asking me for. Uh, I know, but I was saying. Say. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten now. I can't remember how you keep people's houses safe. So, so I did it. I did it, and uh, and then I went on TVM and I did this thing in the house, and I was cheating people live on. TVAM because I mean the insurance company were going brilliant, brilliant, brilliant because I was I was yeah. mentioning the brand all the time, um, and then Sky picked up on it and I was on Sky News <laughs> and I'm just thinking this is going mental, this is absolutely going mental and, and I and I and I didn't know what to do, um, but I carried on, carried on, carried on and I got back to Nottingham then and Nottingham had, had seen it on TVAM and and someone had recognised that I came from Nottingham because I said I'm from Nottingham. Yeah. So they got hold of me. Then I was on local East Midlands today. So now I'm becoming this famous or infamous burglar who can keep your house safe, you know, and 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 it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And all I wanted was a bit of publicity for me play. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that kind of ended and I thought, well, that's it then. I put it out to bed show was a great success uh we did really really well and i've forgotten all about it and then about a month later i got a telephone call from channel four um the famous independent television station <laughs> and they said the woman rang me and said um hello yeah i heard your i heard your story on john peel uh, i was on the way to cornwall with my children and i heard your voice and i thought it's great she said would you come down and audition for us to be the ident man? Do you know, in, you know, in between television shows when the person that oh, goes yeah. next on Channel Four, <laughs> yeah. it's the news, you know, or whatever, whatever, or you know, next, it's Big Brother. And I went and I spent two days uh, at Channel Four auditioning. It was, it was a lot, and and, and it, they they were teaching you how to write. You know, you had it was quite interesting, really, because you have, you know, you might have only six seconds to fill. Yeah. And the power you've got. There's a button. They have a button that they press just in case of emergencies because you never know if something goes down and they have to sit there all the way all the way on their shift. They have to sit there for, I don't know how long it is. It's probably about an eight-hour shift, eight, 16, 20, but it is three, three continuity people. And if anything goes wrong, you hit that button, you know, and it might be, you know, this is emergency, 
you could you could do. So you could, then you might you'd have to come in and just start speaking, wouldn't you? Because yeah. If the program wasn't coming on. But they have to really trust you as a person because you could just press the button and go. Take the mic. The Queen's a knobhead. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Tony Blair is a wanker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything. Um, so I auditioned for that. The, the upshot of that was is they didn't want me in the end because I think my voice is too uh, bassy. <laughs> but that, you know, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. So, uh, well, then, then, um, that that's, that came from that as well. That came yeah, directly that from jo- talking. I didn't get no, well, no work. You didn't get that. I, I did. I, but, but, and then what started happening was is, it's, is if you do search uh, reform burglar, yeah. On your search engine, my name comes up, and lazy journalists just went, "Oh right, there's this guy here, and he's from wherever he's from." Then they Google my name, they'd find me and my website, and then they'd start to ring me. So if anything went wrong, or anything, you know, do you remember a few years ago there was a there was a, a, a fella who shot a burglar, and he went he went to court. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think the kid. I think the kid died. I can't. I can't remember. I, I can't. I remember I, I, that. The shame of me, I can't remember because I was called upon to talk about people defending their homes against burglars. So they rang me up as the expert burglar, and I became an expert burglar. And anything that happened, I rung you to, up. Yeah, so I became this expert. You know, flipping it. So that's mental, isn't it? Yeah, I, and these experts. I mean, I, but this is how they choose them. This is how they choose them. So, so for for example, you could be like a. I could be an expert. I could be the antidote to the Daily Mail. So every time they publish a stupid health-related story, they could ring me up and I could put everybody straight. You could do like the the prostate. prostate. Oh, yeah, when they send everyone for a blooming prostate test and they imagine they're coming for a blood test. Well, there is a blood test, but it's expensive and it's unstable. It's not all that reliable. Really? Yeah. So I do... I know I'm going to love this. I know. (laughs) I know. Digital examination of the rectum. Oh, jeez. How many people's bums do you think you put your finger up? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, hundreds, probably. A lot, a lot, Mark. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? I know, but it's your job. It is. It it's is. your job. It is my job. And, and lots of men die of prostate cancer. Well, they do. It's the biggest killer of men, isn't to it? To be honest, it's a really, really easy and reliable examination to do. It's not it? easy if you're a man. Is with loads of KY My sphincter now. It's just not. It's not. It's not. It just makes it's me. It's no oh. big deal. I know, but when you, it's just bodies in it, it's no big deal. I know. Do you think how many how many, how many penises do you think you've seen in your life? <laughs> More than a prostitute. Do, do men come in all shy and timid when they come and see you and go? Yeah, they hate it. They often come in. Do and they count. say penis or do they say do, what word do they use? Yeah, no, they usually use penis. Do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost exclusively, actually, because they're trying to keep it as sort of impersonal as they possibly can. <laughs> yeah. I bet you've seen some ugly ones, though, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a one-eyed monster, if I ever saw one. Oh, you're oh. want to go in gum clinic, that's... But, that, but, but, but this is what uh, astounds me, though, is that I had become this media expert... And re- really, I, I I was just making it up as I went along. I mean, to be fair, the information was quite you know it was easy. Really, they just want they just want an opinion, don't they? They just want someone that's a burglar, and they'll ask you. They'll say they'll say things like, "So, what, what did you do in in your past, then, Mark?" And I'd go, "Well, I, 
I used to do blah, I used to do this and that and the other, you know what I mean, <laughs> and all that. I didn't do that accent, I did my normal accent because I couldn't keep the accent up. But And then they go, okay, well, then what do you think about this case then? I, I can remember going yeah. on a chat show, I went on a chat show in Wales, BBC Wales, which is, and they, they had this chat show and I came on and I introduced myself as a burglar and he introduced me as a burglar I told him what I'd done do you know what I mean I used to get worse and worse and worse every time I went onto a radio station you know what I mean I used to up the ante and come up with ridiculous things so you'd get people phoning in and go you know hello yeah I'd like to speak to your uh, expert you know and I and you go I think you're you know, yeah that. yeah you know what I mean? and, I'd, 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 and I'd be going oh shut up what <laughs> do you think you know what I mean you think Mr Perfect then but you never done it you know what I mean and and I, that was quite enjoyable really if I could be bothered but then it just got it just got tedious yeah we're going to say tedious. that you not get bored of it yeah I mean I, 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 I remember I went to um I went to uh, Norfolk once down by the seaside yeah. and I got a phone call and, and it was BBC the BBC News and yeah. they said can we come do this would you go on screen and do this and and this is the first time I said I said yeah it's going to cost you though and they went oh okay because they've had it they've had it for free for ages and, right. and I, didn't, I didn't understand because you're the expert they just kept ringing me and going it'll only take 10 minutes and, oh, and, okay. and, and then and then I'd find myself going to the BBC in Nottingham, doing yeah, something... Yeah, so spending da- a load yeah, of your time Yeah, and then in the end I just went, actually, this is happening all the time. I should be getting paid for this, right? Which is, I, I don't know where we stand here legally, because I'm actually legally being paid to lie. But then I thought, well, I'm an actor. That's my job. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm... You're telling I'm, a story. I'm telling the story. And, yeah. and you're enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. We're all enjoying it. So I started charging... And then they, and then it started to slow down a bit. Then it started to slow down, and um, until um, about two years ago, this is the last time I did it. I got a phone call from TVAM again. They was obviously Googled me, and they yeah. they wanted to do a story about burglary, and they they set up. They came to my little flat uh, in Shaw, my little flat, and they set up. They turned up at. I think it was something like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I had to get up really stupidly early. They set all the lights and stuff. I mean, I hated that flat. It was a rented council house. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, I can't be seen in this horrible flat. Yeah. Because yeah. it was a rough time in my life. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't be seen in this rough flat talking about burglary. and and uh, But I did it and... And that was it then. I, I was kind of like, I, I, I. Do you just got, make a decision? I came to the end. I came to the end, and then I wrote a show, and I just thought, well, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to tell this story on stage. I'm going to tell the whole story on stage about about where a lie takes you, uh, and that's it, really. And that, that's it. I've. Um, that's so interesting, isn't it? I, well, it is. It's amazing. I find it interest the media interesting. I find the facts that they've. They, they just they think I'm. They, they, no one checked me up. No one. No one ever. I said, would have checked you up though with the police. Yeah, I suppose. Just, I suppose. But they won't be able to see your police well, record though, well, would they? But this this is what interests me as well. Is do you think I'm a good liar? Yeah. Yeah, I know because I am a good liar. Yeah, you are. And and I don't know why I'm a good liar because you're a terrible liar. I know I am. I'm shocking. I, you do something right when when you tell a lie. You do something, and I always go, oh, she's lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what you do. But I, but I can always tell when you're lying. 
But I, 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 it worries me because it doesn't worry me because I'm a good liar. I'm a good liar as well. It's because I've got a good memory and I remember That's the, the lies. thing you do. You have to have a good memory to be a liar. Otherwise, you just trip yourself up. Yeah. And as as that thing starts where you kind of, you know, if you tell a lie and then somebody starts questioning it, you tend to do have to make another little lie up yeah. just to back it up. And then if you start forgetting bits and it all just falls apart. I'd never do that, you see. Yeah. Never, never, never over-egg the pudding. Never yeah. over-egg the pudding. I, I sidestep me. If you said to me... Have you had an accident? Have you had a bump in your car on your way back from work? Instead of saying, and I had, and I didn't want to tell you because you'd start slagging me driving off and stuff. Well, that's just a given, isn't it? <laughs> instead, instead of saying, no, 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 have I, I'd just change the subject. I'd go, oh, look, there's a squirrel in the back garden. Come and have a look. And you forget, I know you forget. I wouldn't. You'd move on. I wouldn't. I'd know you were lying. <laughs> well, what would I do then? What do I do? You. I don't, why, why would do I, I do look, that? Do my eyes look look shifted? Well, the, the, the body language body language gives most people away. Do I, I cro- do I follow me on? I reckon I? no. I reckon that I bet policemen are are, are brilliant at it. I, I would imagine they're brilliant at it. Yeah, I know there are there are very well known um, traits, aren't there? Any psychologist would tell you just like that. And so we're doing a podcast about lying. And we have no uh, evidence or anything. We haven't gathered any information <laughs> about. I actually know. I do know some things. You I'll do. I tell you what, as well. I tell you what, as well. Yeah, th- this is. Th- I know this is. If you think, uh, if you're trying to think some of something that's happened in the past, and you watch someone re- rethink something, and you watch where their eyes go, you watch where their head. They look. They look behind themselves. If you know what I mean, like yeah. you just did then. You kind of go. You know, oh yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you do. And then, but uh, but but if you're just making it up, you're not re- remembering. If you, do, you, do you understand? It's hard. It's hard th- on a podcast to kind I of explain. You, but if you keep eye contact when you're telling a lie, that I would imagine that's something that's no comp- because because I think well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I do. I, I'm I'm good. At, I'm just good at lying. I'm just good at it. I just really, I'm good at convincing people that what I'm saying is the truth. truth. Yeah, you are. You've got a convincing sounding voice though as well. And I'm confident. Yeah. So if I'm confident in saying what I'm saying, then that's it. Yeah, I suppose if you're sure of saying, it's when you start on a bit of a dodgy lie that you haven't thought out, isn't it? That you might not be too sure of what, not you, I mean, in generally. Yeah. Have you ever lied? I've probably told loads of lies. I can't think of a really big one that I've told. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. How about? How about? <laughs> you must have told people that you loved them. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done that? Yeah, I've actually when I haven't. Yeah, I have. That's that's that. Yeah. That's awful thing to it, do, isn't that, it? That's yeah, but then you're keeping the peace a bit. You'd only do that if if you were asked. You wouldn't volunteer what, it, would you? Well, what about if you if someone says? What do I look like? I mean, there must be, you know, them women that wear uh, leggings that, that, have <laughs> that are the, really fat, that have the fattest arse in the UK. Some, they must have friends somewhere that say, no, no, they look great. They must have friends that say that. Do you know what I mean? Why would you wear the tightest if you've got a massive fat? I have no idea. You know, anyway. I have no idea. But they probably don't ask, they probably don't seek anybody else's opinion, do they? So then you, if somebody asked, They'd be told, depending on how old they were. I mean, 
depending on how old they were. If you're young, you might lie. I might have lied to me friends when I was young about what they look like, just to be polite. But as you get older, there's no way. And there isn't one woman who'd tell you that they want to be lied to and told that they look really lovely when they didn't. So what, what, if you ask me then, you say to me, Mark, what do I look like? What do I normally say? I never ask you. You don't do, you really? No. Because I'm rubbish. Because I'll just go, you all do. right. No, on other case, you do. That's what I'd, I'd say. I I'd... think I asked you once when we were going to that um, theatre award. And you yeah. went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, if, if I knew it was important that you, yeah. that you wanted and valued my opinion, I wouldn't let you go out looking like a nana. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I would, I would like to think that I'd go, Joe, take them off. Do you know what I mean? You look a bit of a bugger. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Oh, no, I think you would. You'd definitely say that. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind either. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I went out before? Go on. I've done something really bad. <laughs> before you tell us, Joanne, what bad thing you've just done, uh, we need to have a word from our so-called sponsors. We do. If you want an advert on a little podcast, you can if you want. That was rubbish. Who's our sponsor today, Joanne? What about Dropbox? Dropbox? Yeah, it's brilliant, Dropbox. I love Dropbox. I I really do love Dropbox. Do you know what I love as well is that you can share stuff and... I like that. You know, if if you've got like a file to share, like, like... our podcasts, I can put them in your little Dropbox, and you can listen to it on straight your away, phone. Straight to my mobile phone. Yeah, as long as you've got Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, maybe if someone like Dropbox were looking for a little podcast to support, then this could be the podcast for them, Joanne. They'd like to contact us. Yeah. That'd be lovely. Anyway, on with the show. You're not... I went, to one of, I went no, I went to one of them brow bars. <laughs> they look dreadful, don't they? They do. They look really bad. You look, put, you look evil. I'm gonna put some vodka on them in a minute. She's put too much dye on, I think. Uh, that's <laughs> unbelievable. I look really weird, don't I? You know. Do. You I, know. Look like I look a, a bit psychotic. I don't know why you bother with them bloody brow bars. <laughs> Well, she's threaded them nicely. She's just done some weird dyeing job on it. I'm going to get some vodka out in a minute. Go over it. Oh, my word. I know. Stop looking at them now. I know. So that was honest of me. I wasn't going to tell you. I wasn't going to mention it to you because I thought it would just come in and take the mickey. (laughs) So so I was just going to get quietly go into the bathroom with a bit of cotton wool and some vodka. Well, I think we should put put a picture of them up on uh, on the podcast thing. Just, just for, yeah. just for me to laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> They're like clown brows, aren't they? <laughs> they are like clown brows. Anyway, anyway, back to this podcast. Let's get it finished and get it put to bed because my feet are going. We're standing up today, aren't we? Doing the podcast stood up, and my feet are going dead. Um, that's about. That must be about it. Is it? Can you think of anything else to talk to me about lies? Oh, no, I think that's uh, that story just stands on its own. It doesn't really need anything to support it, does it? Not really. Um, well, next, we're talking about cars, aren't we? Yes, we are. We've got some yeah. stories about cars. Uh, keep your emails coming in. Help us out if you can come up with some interesting uh, 
stories you've got about and old cars you've had cars bumps you've had oh, I could talk about cars now actually I, I've had so many cars in my life yeah, yeah. I, when I was early I used to do some uh, anyway we'll talk about this next time we'll talk about yeah, this yeah yeah uh, yeah and you know you're and, starting another podcast straight I know, away I know I'm just thinking oh let's uh, <laughs> let's just run it into two and then we, are, we, we don't have to do it next week do we see you later bye Well, that's another half hour of your life you're never going to see again, innit? <laughs>